Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. It's a Friday, and you know what that means. Takes on takes here on the Prospects and Props podcast. Chris Schubert, Jamie Eisner here with you once again on the show. Takes on takes. You provide the takes. We provide the reactions, the answers, the debate, the conversation, and you guys have delivered with a quite a number of takes for this week's edition of the show. Uh, Jamie, we're going to go all over the place here. Okay. I have to combine three takes together for our first take, okay? Okay. I haven't seen any of these. This is like, great. Sometimes I'll, this. I'll catch a glimpse. I am flying blind. Part one of a three-part take that it has a counter take and then a counter counter take. Okay. So the first original take from Janelle. Take okay. Vikings, Bears, and Packers are rebuilding. Now I don't want you to respond to that. I'm going to give you the whole okay. context and then we can go into it from there. Then we had a counter take to that take that said the Vikings defense is rebuilding, the offense is built. And then we had a counter counter take to that take. Which was okay. without Dalvin Cook and Adam Thielen, the Vikings offense is rebuilding. So, however you want to take this, we have a lot of roads we can go down here. Okay, well, let's let's narrow in on the Vikings to start, since that seems to be the the common thread to get us through these three yep. takes. Um, Vikings defense rebuilding. I think we can all agree. Yes, and that's a nice way of putting it. Um, I would prefer the term uh, sucks, but you know, rebuilding is fine. Um, whatever term we want to use there. Uh, the Vikings offense is built. I think the Vikings offense is crumbling. And here's what I mean. Okay. It was built. And I think we have seen over the past couple of years with cousins and Jefferson and Thielen and, uh, Dalvin Cook and, and and that combination that it was it was it was a nice structure. They had a very nice offensive home mm-hmm. to walk into. It's it's a little bit more dilapidated now than it was a year ago. That's not to say they don't have some pieces. Kirk Cousins is still there. Justin Jefferson is still there. T.J. Hawkinson is now going to be there for a full season, but. You're now going to be relying on rookie wide receivers, wide receiver two, increased role for KJ Osborne, Alexander Madison, and Ty Chandler in your backfield. It's not looking as nice as it used to. Um, I would say it's not built. I would say it is. Ooh, timeout. Got a question for you. It's really early in the show. If you had to rank the Vikings just offensively, so put put the Vikings in the division. No, in in the the entire National Football League. What spot or range you can do a range? Would you put them in? And there's a reason why I'm asking this. I'll get. I'll, okay. I will punch. I'll deliver the punchline once you answer. I now got to look at this. So if I was just ranking offenses, just ranking the offenses, I would put them. I'm just gonna do. I, I, I'm. I'm just trying to see how I can do this and also count and also fill time on yeah, the air here. That's fair. So, and I don't. I, if you want to give me a range of they would fall between this spot and this spot, I'm good with that. But I just want to know where you would put this Vikings offense, considering everything you just said about rookie wide receiver at number two, no Adam Thielen, Dalvin Cook gone, all the thing Kirk Cousins. You know, one one average. Year. Uh, I would say the twelve to sixteen range. 
Jamie, what if I told you that in the TDN Daily positional rankings for 2023, the average ranking, if you just look at the offensive categories for the Minnesota Vikings, so quarterback, running back, wide receiver, tight end, offensive line, their average ranking amongst those five position groups, if you took if you took all those position groups, you added them yeah, up. I know what averaging means, Chris. Thank you. 13.6 is where they – is <laughs> Okay, is so I think we're on the same boat here. They're 15th uh, in quarterback. Again, it's not tw- bad. 15th in quarterback, 27th in running back, 5th in wide receiver, 9th in tight end, O-line is 12th. That is an average yeah. of 13.6. That feels yeah, about I, exactly I mean, how we feel about the Minnesota Vikings. Yeah, that they're an average I, I want to make this clear. It is – the offense is fine. But to say it is built – when you have a old quarterback going into the final year of his contract, you just lost two key pieces off of it, I think is giving it a little too much credit. It's not rebuilding necessarily yet because they still have Kirk Cousins and they, but next year it could be rebuilding. Like with it, you're going to have a new quarterback there next year. Mm-hmm. I assume you're going to pay Justin Jefferson. And then there's this isn't, there's not going to be some sort of lingering off season controversy, but you never know. Uh, I'm assuming Addison hits the ground running and looks like he's showing flashes of the player that he was in college. But right now, you, I, I, again, I said this. I like Alexander Madison, but I, I'm not willing to say he is just the like-for-like replacement for Dalvin Cook right now. So there is the offense is not the reason why the Vikings aren't a good team this year, in my estimation of them not being that good of a team. I think they're going to be an average team. But I would push back on the offense being built. As far as the first part of the question, I'd like um, to push back on using the term rebuilding for Vikings. I think they're retooling, and I think there's a difference in those philosophies. Correct. They're not re- now whether they should be rebuilding or not. It's a different story. They are they are not in rebuild mode. Right. For they're this in season. retool mode, and there is yes. a difference between those two things. They are trying to do this on the fly. They are trying to remain somewhat competitive, and every year have a chance to be in the mix for either the division or a wild card spot, while taking a 30,000 foot view and making the necessary tweaks and adjustments, adjustments to to like, give we're not good enough to win a Super Bowl right to give now, themselves so another championship. To, yeah. window. They are trying to retool instead of rebuild. When I think of a rebuild, I think of a team like what the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are currently going through. They had their yeah. window. It is completely slammed shut and they are going to rebuild the entirety of that roster over the next three to five years. Yeah. I, I think that there's, there's a conversation. And that's kind of why I said their defense is, you know, I prefer the term sucks. Uh, because I would argue of what, what pieces have they really added that make you think they're really rebuilding on that side of the ball. And then they need, again, there's a difference, I think, between needing a rebuild and actually rebuilding. And I think the term quote unquote rebuilding is probably overused in the NFL. Because if, if I had to look at teams that I would say fit, no doubt in my mind, just unequivocally fit the definition of actively rebuilding their entire roster okay, uh, right okay. now. I, I'm going through it. I'm going through the team. Okay. And I would say Arizona, Chicago. Okay. You know, it's not a timeout. I, no, it's not a timeout. No, okay. no, you, you can disagree without using a timeout here. I, I, I Which think team are you? Arizona. Have they actually started? No. They're doing the stripping. You know okay. what I'm saying? Like they're they're, they're doing that because the first part of the rebuilding is you got is the stripping. And but I they're think not we're in the stripping stage. Okay, be not careful. The, Easy. Not, be careful. not the going. Not not yeah. the working their way through college stripping. Easy. Be stage, careful. The um, stripping the roster. But stage. they have a quarterback, and that's the kind of that's the kind of weirdness for that for me. Sure, but they're kind of they they do. We'll see how long like, they have. Are that the Rams rebuilding? No, they they're all, just bad. Well, no, uh, 
the Rams are in the they're in the stripping. Like here's the thing, and this is but where they're I'm not saying, because there's nothing there's nothing to strip down in in L. A. Well, no, there is now. I mean, they traded Jalen Ramsey. They try. I mean, and they let a bunch of guys walk in the off season. They, you know what I mean. So like, there's a little bit of the stripping. Now the question is, they're going to say they're not, and no, they're not on the ascent yet. But I think to me, they're. I guess it's called a pre rebuild. Maybe that's where the Rams and the Cardinals are a pre rebuild. Well, you know the rebuild is coming. They're not really competitive right now, but they're really just ridding themselves of all the bad contracts or anybody that's not going to be a long-term piece. And that's kind of what Tampa's doing. Yes. So I guess these teams are in the pre-rebuild stage. Uh, Chicago's rebuilding. Houston. Houston's rebuilding, and they're heavy into the rebuilding. So is Indianapolis. And I don't think other teams are rebuilding. Like they're bad, other bad Tennessee. teams. Tennessee's not there yet. They're just bad. No, they're just bad. The Raiders are just bad. I don't know what they're the Raiders doing. Are bad. And, and then there's a question about whether or not you you feel like, I mean, are the I don't think the Panthers or the Falcons are were bad enough to call this a rebuild. Maybe you call like I don't know what you call. Well, they're like, certainly a, they're certainly mean? not in a pre-rebuild. Atlanta's not. Yeah, like I, I feel like they're just they're retooling. I think they're retooling. Yeah, because I feel like the rebuild happened a while ago. It failed, and now they have a new regime, and and they trade up for the number one pick. You know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. I feel like the truly rebuilding teams in the way we think about it is probably Houston. Like that's the team that's the most like that, and I think we're going to be in a a year or two, it's going to be Arizona and Los Angeles Rams, you know, where it's like, okay, the roster's completely stripped. We're starting starting from the beginning, and – so there it is. So I guess this was a very long-winded way of saying I don't. I don't think technically anybody but the Bears are rebuilding, and the Bears are yes. already in the process of the rebuild. They're getting. They're they're on their way to start. They're on the other end of the uh, the parabola. They're starting to build up now. Okay, I understand what you. I understand what you're saying. They're going to be good this year. It just yeah. means they're on the other side of it. At least they uh, should be. If not, yikes. This take from Wise Sean RN. It's a tattle take. Ooh, okay. He says Trevor Sikama, good friend, friend of the show. Trevor yeah, Sikama has, has Bo Nix over Drake May, but I agree. Says why Sean Aaron. Listen, I I I have not done the deep dive on either of these guys yet, but based off of 2022 tape, I don't know if I can get there. I don't. I, I, again, I don't think it's. I don't think it's like ridiculous. It's not like a, a massive gap, but I because I think we're talking about two guys that could go in the first round of quarterback. So I, I want to be like I want. I don't agree. So I'm selling this take. I want to. I want to make that clear. But it's not like I. It's not like the take is I like the third round quarterback over a first round quarterback. Um, there are there are things I like about Bo Nix. I need to see him do it again. Um. I, the people I talked to in this draft cycle did not have him graded inside league circles, did not have him graded uh, as a first round quarterback last year, which is a big reason why he went back to Oregon. I, I want to see more from both. I, I do think there is, however, a, a, a cautionary tale that we should at least discuss. And it's not with any in prospect in particular. It's just with the concept of, when quarterbacks aren't draft eligible and they have great seasons, there's a missing element in their evaluation. And it's, the, and it's that people aren't looking at them with the same critical eye that they are in quarterbacks in their draft eligible season. And I would say that you're there. Are go, and that's not to say Jake May is not great or Caleb Williams is not great. I'm not saying that. I'm How saying dare you say Caleb Williams isn't very good, Jamie? How dare you? <laughs> what I'm saying is, is when a more critical eye with the NFL in mind gets put upon these players, 
flaws that were overlooked as freshmen or sophomores all of a sudden are not overlooked anymore. So I, I don't think it's an unreasonable take, but based on the information I have right now on June 16th, 2023, as we head into the college football season, I do not have Bo Nix ranked above Drake May. I also would not say that it is completely unrealistic that that could be where we get to by the time we get to next year's draft. Uh, did you enjoy that one take break from talking about the Minnesota Vikings? Because we're right back into it. Mr. JPEG has a title take for the ages. This is from a Twitter account, and he's put the tweet in here. Uh, the Twitter account is Let Quessy Cook. And here's what the tweet says The Vikings currently have five oh, players. Oh, God. Help the us. Vikings currently have five players who are in conversation to be the top, to be top three players at their position. And the five players that were mentioned were Justin Jefferson, Christian Darasaw. Right tackle Brian O'Neill, Kirk Cousins, and TJ Hawkinson. Now listen, not going to lie, they had us in the first half. I can get there with Justin Jefferson. I could get Justin there with Jeff Christian Darrisaw. Yeah, so uh, let, I can't let's get there. I can't get anywhere close with the other three. No. Uh, so let's let's talk about this as I struggle to put my hat back on. Justin Jefferson, yeah, absolutely. That, that's he's the he's the best receiver fine. in football. Uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, there's 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 no argument. He's he's top one. He's top two and he's not one. Uh, or excuse me, he's top two and he's not two. Yeah, there you I go. You had, so had a great bit and I you messed it up. up. Way so to go. Bad. That's fantastic. Boy, Unbelievable job. Can't, can't believe we're going to leave that in. Uh, you know who also doesn't suck? Christian Darasaw. So also I don't true. know if he's top three. I'd have to – like he's close. Like at worst, I'd have to sit here. And, I mean, you did the offensive line rankings. What did right, you, but, I know you did the, the units, but like – Right. Uh, Minnesota's group uh, was 12th. Yeah, but like Darisaw in particular, like you, when you wrote down your list, if you just yeah, scan I mean, through the, the I, furthest I, left name on your right, list, I'm, I'm how going many? Through, I'm going through right now. Like I'm thinking of other names that you're probably going to be you're gonna you're gonna look at, and I'm just doing a, a quick overview here. You got Trent Williams, who yeah. you're gonna have a conversation about. Tristan Wirfs is probably in that conversation. Yeah, but he played right. I know he's playing left tackle this right. year, but he played right tackle last year, so I'm not going to be counting yet. Maybe he's you would discuss Bakhtiari, but he's hurt a lot, and so not, that's not the, with that, all the injuries at this um, point. Andrew Thomas. Um, Jordan Mailata, I'm just giving really you big names year. at these positions. Yeah. Um, Laramie Tunsil in Houston, Jedrick Wills in Chicago. Yeah. Um, and that's maybe about it. Teron Armstead yeah, so in Miami. I, I think at worst he's top five. So I'm not going to argue with that one. I'm fine. Right. I'm going to give you the, give the take was he's in the conversation. I think Christian Darasaw is Absolutely. in the conversation, right? Uh, Brian O'Neill, I can't get there. Brian O'Neill, no. Uh, Kirk, Kirk Cousins, stop. a top three quarterback I, in the conversation. I love, look, I, 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 Kirk Cousins is mid, folks. Mid. He's M-I-D mid. He's fine. There's He's fine. Kirk Cousins is fine, but he's not this. And Hawkinson's a damn good tight end, but he's not top three. Well, I, Kelsey? But Kittle? I guess if you want to put him in the conversation, sure. But, <laughs> I, you know, cause well, I, Kelsey I, and Kittle are in class of their own. And then, then, then I guess you're talking about him in the, the Andrews. And Pitts. And how you feel about Waller. And Waller. Pitts is still theoretical at the moment. I would take Pitts love, over Hawkinson. I love I love Hawk. I, I would take Pitts over Hawkinson. Like, yeah, Pitts in a different offense. Like the idea would be, yeah. But but uh, again, I can give you conversation. I can't get Hawkinson in the top five, and that to me means you're out. Okay, but yeah, this is ridiculous. Dallas Goddard. Oh yeah, I don't know why. Like, I like, yeah, I would definitely have Goddard over as a pure tight. Yeah, so he's definitely not top five. So, well, no, no, definitely not. Excuse me, definitely not top three. Right. I, I if think this was top five discussion. I, and if I mean, in the conversation, yes, he was. Kelsey, but. Andrews, Pitts, Kittle, Waller, and Goddard are all names that I would take above Hawkinson. 
I would take Hawkinson above Waller. I don't know what I would do with Pitts yet, but I take everybody else. So no, I, I'm selling this take. <laughs> do you have any more Vikings takes? Is this, is this takes on Vikings? No, I don't have any more. I don't have any more Vikings takes. I have a great take from our good friend Bailey. Okay, I'll be the judge of that. If you added the roster together of the Buccaneers and the Cardinals, the two longest odds to win the NFC, they okay. would still lose to either of the top two ranked NFC teams, the 49ers and the Eagles, even if Kyler Murray is fully healthy. I mean, I'll take take I'll take that a step further. I think you combine the two rosters and oh, Kyler healthy. So Kyler, well, no, no. Health- here's the thing: I don't think they'll be in the top two teams. I want to decide how vicious I want to get on this take. Like, I agree with this take. You you want to go to you want to go to with Kyler unhealthy? I, I don't think they're a playoff team. I agree. I, so hold on, hold. Let's but let's but do, a fully healthy Kyler, I think they could be a wild card. Let's team. do the thing. Let's do the thing. Let's build. Let's build a team. Let's build a team out of those two rosters. Okay. Hold on, I got. I got to look Let's at do op- Kyler unhealthy. I'm gonna. I want to change the. Well, no, you can't change. No, you can't change I, I'm, somebody's I'm changing team. it. No, you can't it's, do that. It's, it's funner. No, it's, it's not more funner. Fun. Funner's not a word. More fun would be more what fun. You're looking for that. It's more fun. The fun okay. per sixty is higher with it. <laughs> Let's look at. Oh, no, 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 Chris. You know what? Let's meet in the middle. Let's do what we realistically think: a half season of okay. the box quarterback and a half season of, this, of Kyler Murray. When are he we comes sure? Back. Are we sure Colt McCoy wouldn't beat out Baker Mayfield and Kyle Trask to be the starter or Clayton Tune? Okay, so we'll do half of Colt McCoy or or, or uh, Baker Mayfield and half of okay. whatever we get from Kyler. So Murray. our starting our starting left tackle. Okay, here's what I want to do. I want to make our Harris starting Johnson. Left... Well, what are we going to do with DJ Humphreys then? Yeet him. I don't know. I don't need him. I got Tristan Wirfs at right tackle. We're fine. Okay, but well, hold on, hold on, because we got to build the best five. Okay, and do we have to use? I guess we should use the positions they're playing this year. Okay, so fine. let's put let's put let's put DJ. We can do whatever we want. No, make... no. Oh, oh, we could do whatever. We, that's right. We can do whatever we want. Let's make okay. DJ our left tackle, so we can make yes. Tristan our right tackle. Position he's comfortable with. Okay, Paris our, at left guard. Our, Paris at left guard. I don't Jensen care. Jensen at center. Yeah, because we're not taking the Cardinals center, and the and the right side of their line is not very good. Um, and so we'll the, take. Who is the? Uh, who's oh, the? Yeah, this is. Yeah, this is the tough part. Who's the right guard in? Um, in, in Arizona or Tampa. Tampa Bay? Tampa. I'm blanking. In Tampa, it's going to be Cody Mock right now. That's right. So we could put Mock and then or else Cody Mock versus what? Will Hernandez? Will Hernandez. So I think we'll take Cody Mock. Yeah, I'll take Cody Mock. All right. So that's our um, offensive line. Okay. Our running back room is going to be James Connor and James Connor. And Rashad White. Rashad White. And we're good there, right? Yeah. I mean, for the purposes of this conversation, okay. yes. Our wide receivers are going to be uh, the trio that Tampa has. And then we'll <laughs> we'll include Hollywood Brown. Uh, no, 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 no. I, I say I, I'd play Holly. I'd take Hollywood over Gage, and I like Gage. But we're going Evans. Evans we're going four God- receivers. We're going Evans, Godwin, Brown, Brown, and Rondell Moore. Yes, I kind of think Rondell's going to have a good year. I kind, I'm kind of excited about Rondell. Um, so and then we're going to take, I guess, the corpse of Zach Ertz at tight end. I, we can't, we have I, it, Kate Otten and Kokai think it done. I'm sorry, and Trey McBride, and like, <laughs> yeah, I think we'll take the Cardinals. Room yeah. There. Um, defensively, give me Tampa's defensive line. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to think of who, who, give me, who are we saving on Arizona. Buda Baker, I want Buda Baker as part of our defense, yeah. and that's mainly it. Yeah, who's so my who's my Tampa. defensive coordinator? It, do I have Bowles? No, or do I have coach? Or do I have Gannon? No, no, we have to pick a head coach, and we have to pick a coordinator, and we have to pick. Yeah, we can't we can't do it like that. I want I want Gannon as my head coach. Oh, I definitely. Oh no, 
I know Todd Bowles has his issue, but Jonathan Gannon is a lunatic. I'm out on, on so I'm, I'm going to take Todd. Uh, OC. It's Drew Petzing or who's the OC in Tampa? Um, yeah, the new OC there. Um, it's uh, Canales. Yeah. So it's Canales or Pensing. Pensing oh, is a God. guy who came from Cleveland, was the QB coach. I don't think he has any yeah. play calling experience. I guess Canales and then. And then we got either Casey Rogers or Larry Foote. I'll or take we can go what, with Nick Rattles, who's like 26 years old or something. I know. Oh, God. These teams are so bad. Does that team win? Does, that team wins a division, right? That team can win a division. We put together. We could win um, the NFC South with that team. We could win the NFC South. I mean, they could win. Yeah, they could win. If we get if, if that team gets to replace the Bucks instead of the Cardinals, yeah, we could win. The I division. think they're in contention to, for that division, but that's still not very good. But well, I, I didn't mean, say, I didn't the division, say it like, was that's good. Eight, that's a seven or eight win team. I just I just was making an observation. But yes, teams, the point, the point being, good. they would not compete with the top of the NFC. I think we agree with that. I just want to see how bad we think they would be. Uh, Braden, welcome back to the show, Braden. That's sad. And it's an outlandish take from Braden. Oh, no. Brock Bowers will be drafted higher than Kyle Pitts in the first round. Sell. So... Kyle Pitts was the fourth overall selection, meaning yeah. Brock Bowers would have Brock to be a top, to top three pick in a year in which you have Marvin Harrison Jr., you're going to have Caleb Williams, you're going to have Drake May, or any of the other quarterbacks that emerge. Sell. Yeah, not, not Joe be, Alt not in there as well. Uh, Olufushanu Ol- in there as I'm well. Out. I am selling this take. Brock Bowers yeah. top 10? I could maybe get on board here. Sure. I, I think Brock Bowers Better than is... Kyle Pitts? No, thank you. Yeah, no, you know, he, he's an excellent prospect. And it might be and, a better prospect it, than Kyle Pitts. Might be. I they're said, very, they're I said very, they're different. They're they're different, but their overall skill sets are very similar in that they're going to make their money in the NFL as dominant pass catching threats and not so much blocking. Correct. Um, but Brock Bowers does does a lot of things differently than the way Kyle Pitts was used in college. Is the point that I'm yeah, like Kyle Pitts is an athletic freak. Brock Bowers is like a traditional tight end freak, if that mm-hmm. makes sense. You know what I mean? Like yep. you look at them, they're they're a little bit different in that sense. But no, I can't see this happening. Uh, between the the top of the quarterback classes we see now, the top of the left tackle class, the and by the way, we haven't even discussed any defensive players yet. Uh, JT, whatever the heck his name is at Ohio State that I'm blanking on right now, okay. uh, is another one that, that could be an option there. Marvin Harrison Jr. Like, there are just too many guys there. I, I can't see a team spending a top three pick on, on Brock Bowers. I do think he's going to be in top 10 contention, but uh, I do not see if you're picking that high, and I know the Falcons were kind of weird, like, Teams don't teams with that that many needs and needs at quarterback don't typically do what the Falcons did, which ah. is take a tight end at four and take a wide receiver at eight, and, and then take a running drafts. back at eight the following and year, and then take a running back at eight again. Jokes on back you, back to back to back drafts. Jokes it's on you, very, Jamie. They did it three straight it's years. Very, um, como se dice, unconventional. <laughs> yeah, uh, it was a little weird. It's a little weird the way they did. So it. I, I, I do not see that happening. But that that does that says nothing about Brock Bowers's potential. It's just it's not likely. Uh, we have two more takes here for the show. Uh, one okay. take that I think will warm Jamie's heart because, and maybe warms my heart because I have been a defender of a team that I ranked 24th. I ranked this group 24th. Okay, this is Houston Texans. The Houston so this Texans, is, this is Texans wide receiver, receiver take. take. Okay. Take from Colbers. John Mechie is going to break out for the Texans and show them he is their wide receiver one. I sure hope so. I would love that. Um, I, I think, A, it would be an awesome story. 
coming back from from battling cancer and then playing a key role in the Texans offense. Um, stop me if you hear this before, Chris, but uh, I think the Texans wide receiver core is better than people think. Well, and that's um, the thing. I agree with you, and I still put it 24th, and I'm getting yelled yes, at for putting it 24th. I people think it's terrible. Um, I also kind of want to see, because if you remember John Mechie's draft stock, if you remember, and it feels like forever ago at this point, especially when a guy misses the whole rookie year, it kind of feels like you're, you're forgotten about a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was kind of up and down. Because you remember how excited we were going into his final college season and he had some drop issues and he kind of went from a good receiver that we were mocking pretty heavily in the first round to somebody that ended up falling to day two. But he's somebody that I think has does a lot of little things well, can exceed. In, and again, I don't think he's ever going to be a wide receiver one, but I do think he can be a really strong starting caliber complementary receiver uh, alongside Nico Collins and and Tank Dell and Robert Woods there in Houston. And, and I, I am rooting for him to have success. I like to see him be able to overcome that, uh, overcome the cancer treatment and have success at the NFL level. And by the way, it'd be, it'd be really beneficial for CJ Stroud in his development as well. So uh, I, I am hoping so. And, and I know it's different and it's different coming off of a quote unquote injury versus coming off of cancer. Uh, but there is some hope where we saw Travis Etienne miss his entire rookie season and then, just pop back on the field in year two and be great. Mm-hmm. So I know it's very different, but uh, I, I am excited to, to see John Metchie hit the field, and, and I would not be surprised if he's a significant contributor in, in his technically his second season, but his real first season. The last take here on the show is going to go to Anthony. Take the Bills are closer to being the number seven seed in the playoffs rather than the number one seed. Okay, so somebody's been listening to our show. Um, or they've just had, they have a similar thought to the way we feel about them, yes. That's true. Maybe they're just equally as smart. I think that's a good way to yeah. think about it, Chris. Did you happen to did you happen to catch yesterday's TD and Daily? Did you see the chart that I shared on the show? Uh, I did not. I think I, I was writing my okay. uh, one of my sleeper articles. Actually. I shared a chart that showed it was a it was a it was a chart. And it on I, one, I, you showed on, a chart that was a chart. On, on one, Great sorry. start so far, Chris. On one axis, axis was the word I was looking for in my head, okay. and I couldn't get axis there. Axis of evil. In one like axis was axis of evil. Twenty twenty four cap space that was along the. Um, okay. What is what, what is this? The y plane. X, X no, plane X is the flat one. The vertical and one. Y is Y is vertical flat, theoretically. Yeah, Y is y vertical. vertical. So on the Y axis, it was number of twenty twenty four unrestricted free agents that that played thirty percent or more of snaps in twenty twenty two. And so okay. the top left quadrant what was teams that had not a lot to negative cap space in twenty twenty four and also a had a of, higher lot of pending free agents. So like yeah. teams that are completely you don't want to be there. Yeah, teams that are completely all in for twenty twenty three. Yeah. And there was a chunk of three teams. The Bills, the Dolphins and the Jets were on top of each other. <laughs> That's really funny actually. Um and then as the only now, good team a, a lot of that is because the Jets have not officially restructured Aaron Rodgers' yeah, contract, right. and they he accounts for $100 million next year. So yeah, that will so that change, was, but for yeah. the moment, that's where they sit. Yeah, um, but the Bills the Bills have, have done some redone some contracts, but they got a lot of key guys, particularly on defense, that are up contract-wise, and, and apparently a receiver that may or may not be unhappy. Who knows? He's there, Jamie. He showed up. Uh, I know he's there, and I don't understand why we're making a big deal of it after their coach came out and said he was very concerned, and it's now suddenly our fault. That's all. It's our for fault for upset. asking. Yeah, it's, thanks. Appreciate it's it. Like, okay, like you didn't have nobody. You didn't have to say it. Like, literally, nobody was thinking anything until you made it a big thing. But okay, uh, but uh, I digress. Closer to the seven seed than the one seed. I think I might agree with this. So, Jamie, I have the data to back this up. The AFC is good. 
And AFC's I feel like good. the seven seed is could very well be a double digit win team. You and I are both of the belief that this Bills team is not going to be as good as they have been in recent years. And I don't love a lot of their groups. And so far uh, on the TDN Daily positional ranking series, which I reference at least twice a show here on these shows, we are through the linebacker group. Now, when you're listening to the show, the corner show will have come out, but the list isn't finalized yet. So I don't have the numbers in there. So, so far through all of the offensive positions and the linebacker group, the Bills average ranking so far is 14 and a half. Okay. Now, right. it helps when they have the number two quarterback room well, because of and, Josh Allen. And but overall, the rest of their uh, of their of the parts to their machine yeah. are not very good. He's going to use one. Go ahead. I'm using my time out to take us on a tangent, a small tangent here, Chris. Have you considered weighting any positions wow. versus each other? Yeah. So this versus, is exactly what the TD and Daily Live YouTube audience would like me to just do. Just because it's like I feel like having quarterback and off-ball linebacker as equal rankings. I understand why you – I understand it's supposed to be like a quick reference. Like your specific positional rankings yeah. are the point of this series. This is kind of like the the Trace Leches cake that you get afterward for dessert. And this yeah, is yeah. really not why you came there, but it's a, it's a sweetener you add at the end. But I do feel like if – to kind of get you closer to a number, a catch-all number that you're looking for, I do wonder if you need to wait certain positions a little differently. So, I mean, because to me, having Josh Allen is a bigger plus than – you know, having a bad linebacking core, for example. I, I agree, and, and I understand the, the thought process. I just have not begun to wrap my head around how I would do that mathematically in order to. Oh get yeah, the I, number. I, I don't. I don't have a great solution for you, but numerically yes, either. I, I have. Just con- I have considered it, it because again, they are they're ranked overall fourteen and a half. And I, what I don't want to do is yes, they have the second best quarterback room, largely because Josh Allen is their quarterback, right? That's why they're up that high. Yeah. But at the same token. I don't want to put too much weight onto Josh Allen that it completely ignores the fact that I have them with the 29th ranked running back room or the 23rd ranked offensive line. Well, and that's the thing. I don't think it's just quarterback that needs to be weighted. Obviously, that does. But offensive line needs to be weighted heavier than I think. If we're just going, things need to be weighted heavier than just 1.0. Right. You know, offensive line, quarterback, uh, corner play, edge play. I mean, there's just certain, but... That is interesting. But yes, I, I am of the mind that, look, I would not be surprised. None of us would be surprised if the Bills win 12 or 13 games and they win the division and, and it's fine. I'm just, I feel less confident about that now than I did either of the last two years. And I, I just think there are serious flaws on this team. And again, in the context of, are you going to win the Super Bowl? They're still a really good team. I don't want to act like I think they suck, but we are looking at the Buffalo Bills through a lens of, are you going to win the Super Bowl or not? That is the the class they have put themselves in, which is a good – it's the group you want to be included in, but it yep. also comes with really, really high expectations. And I feel like I look at this roster and I see good playoff team. I don't see Super Bowl favorite like I did the last couple of years. I agree with that assessment. Uh, that's going to do it for us here on another edition of Takes on Takes. Do we have a fun week in store for you next week? Wide receiver rankings here uh, on the show. Wide receiver week. Yeah, so wide receiver week. We've got, I think, three episodes going through the rankings and then a sleepers episode as well. So it's going to be like four episodes in total uh, covering the wide receiver. So, ma- so many players that are fantasy relevant. Like there's so many. If your league, and I'll just say this now, if you're, and I'll say this again when we do our show next week shows next week if your league doesn't start three wide receivers every week now it needs to uh there's just too many good wide receiver options you need your league to have three wide receiver specific starting spots or otherwise uh there you're just not you're gonna have too many good players on waivers that are going to contribute 
Uh, as somebody who plays in a league that has three wide receiver spots, I I can uh, I agree 100 percent with what with what you're saying there. Helps out quite a bit when you have three uh, starting wide receivers each and every week. So you've got that to look forward to next week. Please rate, review, subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your podcast. The podcast now available on YouTube Music as well. If that's where you listen to your music or podcast, you can catch us there as well. Just look up prospects and props. The video version there as well. If you want to catch the video version on the YouTube side of things, the Draft Network on YouTube, give us a thumbs up. Subscribe over there, there as well as we continue uh, to grow that for the. 2023 football season in the 2024 NFL draft cycle. We've got you covered here on the prospects and props podcast. Hope everybody has a fantastic weekend. We're back on Monday wide receiver week. Have a good one. Thank you for listening to believe you can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at believe.com and search for B L E A V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.